welcome back to another Tuesday Tea Talks. Um, last week we had Ruthie um, as um, as a guest, and she was telling us, you know, how she came back to Jesus right after being away for a few years, and then how she's been serving faithfully in the church for the past four years with her family, her kids, and in the middle of the pandemic, she gets hit with COVID. Not only her, but her older child too. She ended up in ICU for days. And we end up um, talking about that spiritual uh, fight that you were having. Literally, um, you were by yourself in this room, right? Room 12 in ICU. Room 12. And yeah. there you are surrounded, you know, by people coming in, you know, drawing blood, doing tests, you know, fighting for your life, medical uh, personnel fighting for your life, wanted to, you know, wanted to save you, um, yeah. not understanding why you were not getting better, right? Because everything was there. Every They were giving you the, 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 the works for you. The presidential to, you know, treatment. Exactly. Yes. Just for you to bounce up and be like, okay, you know, you're ready. You're young, you're healthy, you're strong. So everything was in your favor. Everything was in my favor. Yeah. But there was the battlefield and they would give me Ambien to sleep. And I, I don't take any kind of medication for anything normally because I'm generally a very healthy person. Um, you know, a little, a tad bit overweight, but that's really because I know I need to get back on track. and when when they gave me the ambient <clears throat> i did i felt like something shift immediately and i began to see and hear an enchanting song and i liked it because it was like a seductive not sexual but it was a seductive like like yes i like the sound of it and i kind of now when i think about it it's kind of like that cartoon with the mouse when he smells the the, the cheese yeah and he's just like where is it where is it yes. coming from and I found myself going towards the window because I had uh, in the 12th room, it was the biggest room in ICU or in CCU. And I could see everything. I could see all the ambulances coming in and I had like a huge window so I could see outside, but I could see that something was coming, you know, and I wanted to touch what it was because right when that encounter happened, it was like the window, the, the window disappeared and it was like, it was inside and I could see it and it could see me and I wanted to touch it. I was like, what is that? Am I like, am I hallucinating? And I was, I was conscious enough to say, am I hallucinating? Yeah. What is that? And then I'm taken into the lobby and in the lobby, that's where Abba tells me, Abba father, he's like, you need to declare who you are mm-hmm. and the authority that you have been given yes. by my son. Yes. And, and you need to, wield your sword and you need to claim this ground holy ground and claim it for your house meaning my church and when he's saying this you know there's like a pause because I could see the supernatural I could see the room but I'm in the lobby so when I get like if you could see my you know because just remembering it just remembering it you know how it played out how he controls how he controls time he controls the Lord is Lord He is the great I am, you know, and he just, it came to like a halt. And he told me there's a battle plan and I need you to go back and tell my son 
husband and daughter this battle plan. So he told me exactly what to say and to say my name, you know, that I came in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that I have authority through him because he shed his blood and paid my price in full. Yes. And that I declared that holy ground. And I declared the city, Coral Gables, and I declared the building, Doctor's Hospital. And I declared and claimed the doctors and everyone who would walk in or out of. And then I closed that. And when I said that, time started again. And he saw that thing, saw me, and I saw it, and it just went, and then the window was there again. And I was like, I was not hallucinating, but I am, like, this is real. Yeah. And and as soon as I did that, I hear, I sense Abba, because I never heard him hear. It was more in my being. Yes. And he said, claim every ambulance that comes in here and break the chains that they will have an encounter when they come in. Someone here will show them. To, and, and he said that I am still the God that moves mountains. Amen. They will, they will leave here without bondage. And so as soon as I looked out, I see that entity, that one that was assigned to me. And I took a picture and I have the picture. So I'll send you the picture. Yes. And it was just, you could see him and he was watching and he was just, he's kind of outside the window of where I'm seeing him. Because mm-hmm. I was like, is he inside? Maybe it's a person that's standing there. It wasn't because that's where he would stand. And then he would kind of like get like a frog position uh-huh. and then he would crawl to the next room and then do the same thing. Like he would kind of like ooze in there and then mm-hmm. come out and, and like he would torment. Yes. That was his time of torment. But there was a chant, you know, oh. this enthralling sound that, and I, and I started thinking to myself, cause you know, then people would come in and out and okay, it's time for x-rays and it's time for this. And I was always in a bright room. The lights never really turned off. There was always light. So I knew where I was and I could hear the beeping of the monitor. So I was conscious of where I was. Yeah. And it would stop, you know, because he, he would go to, to window to window. And the same thing, he would set, he would stand there waiting for ambulance to come. And I counted seven ambulances from the time that that happened. I'm like, I can't fall asleep now. Even with the ambient, yes. <laughs> I was fighting the ambient. Because I'm like, you know, ambulances are um, coming in. I need to fight. So when you text me, it was during that time. And I was like, yes, I'm in the battle. And then you said, you mentioned that you were in the battle till 530. Yes. You yes. felt that presence yes. till 530. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and people that hear it uh, is listening to us that they're like probably thinking, oh my God, you know, this is, this is baloney. This is not true, but it, it is true. You know, like, uh, we are witnesses. People don't believe you, right? Like they're like, ah, you know what? You're a witness. You could be a fake witness, but you know, right. the Bible, the Bible was written literally by witnessing like witnesses of what God was doing, what Jesus was doing. So I know what I felt like. I remember Ruthie, like it was so clear. I woke up at four 30 in the morning with your face, like clear in my mind. And I was like, and your name. And I was like, okay, time for me to pray. And, and literally I started to pray and there was something, and I usually get up at five um, to go and have time with the Lord by myself, right? Before my family wakes up. But I didn't, I didn't get up. Like I, I stayed in my bed and literally I felt like if something had hopped on my um, uh, bed, like by my feet, and then literally started like pressing, you know, going from my, my foot all the way down. And I was laying on my side 
fully conscious. I was fully awake of what was happening and literally feeling the, like the pressure even crushing me right on my side and, and me, you know, battling and you know, trying to utter the name of Jesus and trying, because I knew that as soon as I was able just to establish the authority of Jesus in my yes. room, it needed to go, like it yeah. needed to go. So, you know, finally at five thirty, I was like, okay, this is enough. Like I was like, I got mad, you know, I was like, enough is enough. Like, no. So I literally got up super quick and I was like, I'm done. I'm done with you in the name of Jesus. You got to go. So, you know, I went and I prayed and I remember, you know, the kids got up um, to go to um, school, you know, virtual school. And I was having breakfast with my mom. And then I told her, mom, I go, it has been a long time. And this is be me before texting you. It's been a long time since I've had an encounter like this, like a heavy encounter. And then that's when I, I, I text you because I was like, you know what, this happened and are you okay? Like, or how are you doing? And then when you confirmed that was like, how precious is our Lord Jesus? And, and that's something like, you know, people might say whatever they want to say. I, I, I know what, um, you know, what we went through. Um, mm -hmm. and I believe that, you know, we are daughters of God, the Lord of Lords. And I know that I was ordained at that moment to start interceding for you. Like I was ordained. Like I knew that I had to pray over you and I didn't know why. Right. We go back to the same thing. We don't know why, but the bear just comes in and is like, okay, we gotta, mm -hmm. we gotta go into battle. Absolutely. And it is something, uh, when I think about it, it's like, again, you know, you and I haven't had encounters, like physically encounters of being in the same room. We haven't, but we know of each other. And it is something like we connected, Ruthie, and I know that it is literally God being saying, you know what, this is a kingdom connection. Like we need, to, we need to put them together. We need to see what's going on over here. And we just need to go be obedient to what God has to say. But, you're, but your story doesn't end there, right? No. You still have a few days. You still have people coming in. I was witness of literally your nurses coming in when you got your miracle. Like, I remember one exactly saying she was singing. Like, she was singing. So I want us to talk a little bit about the moment that you received your miracle. The moment that you oh, were yes. literally were brought back from death to life. Yes. That, I mean, I, I still wake up at the same time at 2.23 and um, I start praising in the spirit. Um, and, and just to, to hop on and piggyback on what you were saying, as the body of Christ, we feel and he sends us messages and sometimes we don't know why we are thinking of this person at three o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning but as the body of christ and just like the physical body if you stub your toe the rest of your body feels it you know maybe someone was sleeping at that time and they didn't get the message or they weren't woken up but you felt it um because i i didn't tell anybody i was an icu there was only two people that knew i was an icu um who are very close friends of mine from church no one else knew. Um, and I posted a picture specifically just asking for prayer and saying, thanks for the prayer, guys. They're felt and your love is felt. Because I didn't want anyone to already imagine the worst. I wanted yes. them to pray in faith, you know. And I, and I believe that that's something as Christians that we need to practice. We need to learn how to pray in faith and pray for the impossible. Amen. Because we believe in the God of the impossible. That's He's the great I am. I mean, it's in Luke 137. It's in Matthew. It's everywhere. And we sometimes don't realize that we have that 
access to our Abba Father. Yeah. We have that access to that kingdom miracle. So I didn't know what day I was on. I thought I was in day four, but I was actually, it was actually 1014. I thought it was 1016 afterwards, but then going back because I was recording everything because I actually called my boss to arrange my, my funeral because I work in the medical field, you know, in the, in the insurance part of it. So I knew that my body was not reacting because I was turning jaundice because I couldn't breathe. And there were several days when I was on medication and nothing was changing. Mm -hmm. And I was losing, you know, my, my, my bodily functions as a human, I was a patient. Um, so I knew what was happening. And so I called him and I asked him to please look at my benefits for funeral benefits. I knew I had $25,000. So I told him how I wanted him to split up everything so my kids wouldn't have to pay for anything. And I said, and if they have to burn me because it's COVID, just get the cheapest urn. I don't care. I'm not going to see it anyway, but just make sure that my kids don't have to go through this. And he was very upset at me. I'm not going to repeat what he said because um, he's secular. <laughs> so just imagine... Um, but he told me he wasn't going to do it. He's like, no, absolutely not. You're crazy. No. And, and he sent me to downstairs and I go, no, no, I'm not going there. I know where I'm going, but I need you to do this. Like, I'm not playing, please do this. And it happened like within that day, to, yeah. like, like that morning. Um, so it's like, I, I felt something, you know, and he said, you're the one that prays for us. You're the one that has faith in that office. You're the one that always has a smile. You're the one that brights up our, our day, even though when we're angry or, you know, life hits us, you're not going to die. Like, that's what he told me. And I just said, Felix, med maybe medically, I know that I'm not going to make it. But by faith, my hand, you know, my, my life is, is in the Lord's hand. Just pray for the impossible. And... And he said, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to call you. I'm going to call corporate. I'm going to see what I can do. And that was the last phone call I actually did to anyone um, besides my kids. Right before then, um, I have a picture I took and it's all four of us. And I'm just looking at them. And I remember in that moment, I was trying to memorize their faces and I was just smiling at them. And I was jaundiced. I was in a room with white light, white, white light. Yet I'm jaundiced. And I can see in each of their faces that they grew up right there. You know, I could see the pain in their face and the love in their face at the same time. And I said goodbye to them. I said, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I love you. Remember, pray because God hears your prayers. Don't be mad. This had to happen. You know, your faith needs to be stronger. Remember what mama always says. You have to love Jesus more. You have to love Abba Father more and speak to Holy Spirit and listen to Holy Spirit more than you love me. Yes. And, and that was our last conversation and then I had an, another attack but this time I was like I'm gonna cut your tail like come <laughs> at me I'm gonna I'm ready now I'm ready like I'm not scared I'm gonna cut your tail and he would leave and then Abba took me to his presence one more time and he gave me a message for our church and he gave me just another message to deliver and I went blank you know and I saw my body. I had an outer body experience. I saw my body laying there. I saw my legs. My legs are, were uncovered. And I could hear the nurses because at this time I had female nurses now. And one of them was from El Salvador. And I connected with her because I'm from El Salvador. And she felt like a mom. And at that moment, I needed a mom presence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because as I said earlier, my mom is very legalistic. 
And there's certain things that I can't express with her um, in the spiritual um, because she has not been baptized in the spirit. So she clashes with me when it's about that conversation. So I didn't want to hinder my faith or get it angry when I shouldn't have, you know, I didn't want to do that. And even though I love my mother. Um, So her name is Iris. Um, and Iris, she never told me she was a believer up until that point. We were just talking about food and pupusas. If you don't know what pupusas are, please go try them. They're delicious. They are. So so that's what we were talking about. And when I have this outer body experience, I could hear them clearly. And they were outside in the, in their station and they were upset because why isn't her body reacting? The doctors are minutes from intubating her. Once we intubate her, we're going to lose her. And she's given everyone faith. We have restored our faith. Like we want to know her God the way she knows her God is what uh, the other nurse was saying, you know, or what I could hear her saying. And then all of a sudden, like I see that and I just go into darkness, like a dark blank space where there was no noise. It was just blank. And I was out. Like, I don't remember anything else. All I remember is getting slapped on the side of the face saying, Ruth, Ruth, wake up, Ruth. And I opened my eyes and I didn't know where I was. I was actually disoriented at that time. And she said, Ruth, you're singing. You're singing in a different language. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I sing like the sequel from Little Mermaid because I have... (laughs) Plenty of gifts in the spirit, but singing is not one of them. Even though I know the Lord loves how I sing. We're other sisters people. because you know what? <laughs> I wish I had a voice to, to sing. It's not yes. my talent. <laughs> no, it's not one of mine either. So um, that was what I expressed. And then the other nurse from El Salvador, Miss Iris, grabs my hand and she says, I'm a believer. But she said it with so much power. I'm a believer and I come into one accord because the Holy Spirit is interceding for you. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him is what she said. And that's when I started singing. And I just started screaming and I started singing Defender because that's what he was singing for me. And I was singing that in the spirit. And I just took a deep breath and I said, I can breathe but I screamed at the top of my lungs and I screamed that three times I can breathe I can breathe and immediately everyone started running I looked at the time and it was 223 and the Lord said to me because I could still feel him and he said that's a bible verse wow look for it you'll find it when you when you find it you will know and I was just like Okay, and I could still feel his connection and he was still depositing other things in me. And it was just like, immediately they turned on the camera because I had a camera in there and Dr. Levine was one of my doctors in the ICU. And he tells me, Ruthie Sunshine, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I was like, I told you that my Jewish Abba, my Jewish Yeshua was going to show off. I can read. That's why you're my Jewish doctor. Because, you know, my Abba's Jewish. And he started smiling and he says, I believe it. I believe it. He didn't say much. He just said, I believe Uh it. And he said, I'm going to send x-ray in and you're going to be graduating from ICU. That's all he said. He's like, this is the miracle. And I like everything was fast forward and move this, move that. And I remember I said, can I please go to the bathroom? (laughs) 
like take me. I want my body to remember it needs to function. Yeah. Um, they got me up and they did all those things. And I came back, they put socks on me. Um, cause I was freezing at that time, but I didn't even know, like, I was just, you're really cold. We need to put these socks on you. <laughs> and it was just like fast forward to four in the morning. And I wow. looked at the time and I was like, uh Oh, this isn't done yet. Cause so-and-so is going to be yes. mad, yes. but I'm ready. Cause now I can breathe. Yes. And that's when the Lord told me, I am Yahweh. I put Yahweh back in your lungs. I gave you these new lungs so you can fight in the battle Amen. of the supernatural. And I'm giving you these new Nike. And I'm like, you're giving me Nike? And he's like, victory. Because Nike means victory in, in Greek. Or I think it's in Greek. Um, he's like, I'm giving you these new Nike of peace. Because you walk with new peace with my son. This is new wine. I need you to pour it out. Yes. And pour it out in your house. You yeah. already know the order. Take it. And so from there on, at 11 or 9, I don't remember now because I have it written down. I, I did the timeline. I would record it so I wouldn't forget. Yes. Um, but he just kept depositing more things in me like it didn't stop. And that's when they did the, the, the shift change. Um I think it was at seven in the morning. So I didn't see my female nurses after that. They didn't even get a chance to say goodbye because everything was happening so quickly and more tests and more blood and more x-rays. So by the time they, the new nurse comes in, it's Donovan. He was one of my first nurses. Um, and he's just smiling and he's smiling. And he, and I, and I was like, you heard? And he goes, the miracle. And he goes, of course I heard the miracle. I'm a brother in Christ. And I love when, when our Lord proves to everyone that he's real and i was like awesome and i was like you know that i talked to him and because i'm very talkative <laughs> and and he was just happy and he goes you're going home you're gonna go home and you're gonna tell everybody what you experienced okay. and so just like that he had you know he was rolling in the new bed he was asking me if i needed anything and i was like can we try to go to the bathroom one more time please like you know, when can I shower? Because that was yes. like my other concern. You know, I smelled like a grizzly bear, but hey, I'm a mama bear. So yeah, <laughs> I could survive in the wild now. After that, it was quick, 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 quick. I was on the high flow oxygen and they changed me to regular oxygen. And, you know, they're like, can you walk? Because I had the heparin injections. I kind of felt like when you have a baby, you know, like you can't stand up yeah. all of a sudden. You have to like slowly walk um my pulse was still going up and down it hadn't regulated but when i was in the room downstairs in the regular room it was you know covid section everything was you know ppe everything um but that's when the other doctor which i can't remember his name walks in but he was the bacteriologist and he comes up to me and he's looking at me and he's looking at me and he's like what did you do in there and i said what do you mean and he goes, you know, you were very sick. And I said, I'm aware. He's, he says, you're a medical miracle. Wow. He's like, you have no bacteria. So we're not going to give you the IV stuff anymore. Someone's going to come take the IV out. There's nothing there. So he starts telling me what is no longer there. And I have it. Five miracles. It is no water in my lungs. Hmm. The CO2 was gone. The bacteria was gone. The oxygen to my organs and limbs, because that was the scary part. I knew by one of the diagnoses that, you know, when you don't have that oxygen, your limbs yes. start to die. Yes. And then you have you become an amputee. Mm -hmm. um, but my organs somehow had everything restored. And there is no pneumonia. 
I thought it was pneumonia. I still was coughing, but they're like, no, that's your asthma. You still have your asthma, but all those other things, <laughs> you're a medical miracle. And I was like, that's what that's I, why. Yes. I'm like, that's why. And I said, because you know what? Because even when it was the darkest of the darkest, I was still praising my God. Mm. I was still praising my Jesus. He just looked at me like, mm, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because he didn't say it, but he thought it. Yes, and I, yes. I know he thought it. And I was like, yes, yes. My Jesus, my Jewish Jesus. Yes. That is who my savior is. And he's the one that did the miracle. Amen. And he was just like, well, you should be going home in two days. Mm. And I was like, yeah. you know, I was just overjoyed, overwhelmed. I'm like, is this really happening? Like, I was like, how long have I been here? And all up to then, I had no clue how long it had been. Wow. Until the nurse, the other nurse walked in and everybody was just coming in and just talking and so excited because they knew. And every nurse I spoke to was a Christian. I had a nurse who helped me. Her name's Emanuela. Before she told me her name, she said, you know, God is with you, right? And I said, praise God. Yes, I know he is. And, you know, and my, my Jesus already died for me. And I know he's going to do the miracle. And I said, by the way, what's your name? And she looks at me and she smiles and she says, Emanuela. And I was like, oh, I start crying because that was so beautiful. Yes, yes. And he never left me. I never felt yes. alone. I never felt forsaken. You know, I always knew he was with me. Um, I mean, my faith was firm before this. But just the fact that he showed me my name in the book of life. Yes. Ri written in his language and how he was so personal, you know, with certain things that only I knew deep in my heart, how he wrapped me in my nakedness. So I wouldn't feel shame. And just the words, certain things that he said, where that is my God, that yes. is my dad, you know, yes. that's my Abba. Yes. And, and nothing can ever shake that ever. Mm. And every person that, again, I, I would have an encounter and boom, I would say something. My cousins would call me and I'm like, are you planning on being a judge? What are you waiting for? And my cousin's like, I haven't told anybody. What are you talking about? Who told you? And I'm like, Holy Spirit just told me. So she starts crying and, and I'm like, go for it. You are a judge, you know? And, and she, she couldn't believe it. And she's like, you're, you're a miracle. You're a miracle. Like you had an encounter with the Lord. Amen. And remember how I said in the other podcast that I had to forgive Yes. Or I had to ask for forgiveness to the Holy yeah. Spirit. So since I yelled at the Holy Spirit when he woke me up, when I was having the asthma attack at home, when I was in the lobby, one of those days, Holy Spirit was present because I asked, where's Jesus in all of this? Where's Jesus? And Abba said, but you sing a worship song that says, even when I don't see him, he's working. And I told you we don't take days off. So he's working. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. You know, and then Holy Spirit says, Abba, she has a problem with authority. She offended wow. me. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, hold on a second. Hold on. Rewind. What do, you, what do you mean? And then Abba tells me, daughter, you know, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I really, I, I knew what he was talking about. But I didn't want to admit it. And I think that's so funny because I was still me, you know, yeah. but I was like a child. So I didn't want to confess immediately, even though I was with the Lord, yes. that I knew I had done something wrong, but I didn't know why it had been wrong. And then he tells me, when you came back to me, you know, because I, I have been celibate for five years and I said Jesus was my husband and I still say that. 
He said, when you came back to me, you married my son. He's your husband. Holy Spirit is part of my son. He's your husband. And you, you yelled at him. And I was like, oh, that. Um, but you made me, okay? You know that I, I don't like, I, I'm sick. I don't like being yelled at. And, 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 and I'm just making up all these excuses to the Lord who knows all, sees yes, all. Yes. And then he tells me, you need to apologize to him yeah. because he intercedes for you. Yes. And mind you, this was before he interceded for me. So wow. that was before he interceded. So I needed to realize that there's an order, you yeah. know, and then he said it to me. He said, it is me. It is your husband. And then it is you because the respect is not because you're submissive under him. Mm -hmm. It is because he is your protector and your yes. provider. Yes. And therefore, you do not speak to him that way when he was trying to rescue you. Wow. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like, it was one of those moments. Yes. And, you know, that was that moment when... I learned that there's an order to everything. Amen. Amen. I learned that maybe I had struggled with snapping back and, and at authority because, you know, I didn't have that with my father. Like there was really no father figure in my life. Yes. And then with my husband's, well, you know, yeah. I have a smart mouth. So um, they're ex-husbands for a reason. When he interceded, I mean, just the fact he sang Defender just the fact that that song is so powerful in our house. I mean, if I continue, I'll cry, but that's how he rescued me yet again. Mm -hmm. And he brought me back. And on Sunday, on brave day, um, I was getting my clean bill of health to come home and to be discharged with my babies. Um, and my friend Diana calls me and she said, I want to take your kids to get tested because I know, you, you know, you're still worried and you couldn't get them tested. Um, By the way, when are you getting discharged? Because, you know, it would be cool if we can pick you up and work everything out. And I said, well, in the name of Jesus, I already got discharged. So if you can come by at two o'clock, which is when my transport is ready, then I'm good to go. And she's like, oh, my God, that would be awesome. So. She made the appointment for my kids to get tested and exactly at like his timing is perfect. When she finished, she texted me saying, okay, I'm on my way back. I'm on my way to go get you. They don't know. They have no clue where we're going. Let, let the transport know. And I said, okay, you know, I'm like, just when you're downstairs, just call me and then I'll call them because they're waiting for me. And it went just as planned. Everything was perfect. Everything was like, like a movie, you know, and, and Abba told me, you're going to write a book about this. You know, he had told me this from before, like so many things that he told me from before that he said, remember when I said that, well, yeah. this is it now. Remember when I said that, well, now you're going to do this. And what can I tell you? I mean, I'm 40. I have no shame in saying my age back to the numbers 223. I was born 1223 room 12 there for 12 days wow. so there's significance in that 12 yes. disciples and we celebrate christmas on december but you know that's like a that's secondary that's really not the big thing but the 223 he gave me the verse of genesis 223 matthew 223 
Um, Daniel and James 2.23. And I'll read you the first two, which are the significant ones. I mean, they're all significant. It's just how he was speaking to me. So yes. Genesis 2.23 says, The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. You know, and it, and it resonates because I was taken out. You know, like he took yes. me out to teach me things and to deposit in me and to understand the order. And that Saturday that I went to church, you know, to praise him and thank him, we were having an event called Daughters, not a coincidence. And Rita Springer, who is the writer of the song Defender, was there, not a coincidence. And she spoke about Eve and she mentioned Genesis 2.23. Yeah. So when all became like, okay, Ruth, you weren't dreaming. This was real. This was me. I went down, like my legs became spaghetti, and I just praised and thanked him and thanked him and thanked him. And I want to honor him in everything I do. Just like I told him four years ago, I will serve you every day of my life if you take me back. And I was a prodigal. And I am going to honor him in doing so. Yes. And I love him. And then Matthew 2.23. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said. He will be called a Nazarene. I had been requesting everything in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And it was just like mind-blowing. Yeah. Lord, you're so perfect. Yes. You know. And Daniel 2.23. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given wow. me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked of you. You have made me known to us to dream of the king. Wow. What more can you say? Yes, Ruthie. One what more. more can you say? And the last one, the last one is just the fulfillment of of everything really you know James 2:23 and the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was cr credited to him as righteousness amen. and he was called God's God's friend amen you know we serve a god that is mighty that is powerful and yes, yes maybe somebody's going to listen to this they're going to say you know it's a bunch of baloney I think it is time to invite them to know the Jesus that you encounter, the God that you Absolutely. encounter in the middle, literally in the middle of death, right? Yes. Because your lungs couldn't take out the um, CO2. Your, your, your organs literally were like, okay, this is it, right? But also it reminds me what Psalms 91 says, that you, you are going to be blessed with a long life. That right there, God knows that you haven't fulfilled your destiny. Right? You haven't fulfilled what you have been created to do, what you have been called to do, what you have been designed to do. So, of course, yes. he wasn't going to take you at that time because he wasn't done with you. So right oh, yeah. now, you know, he is like literally he equipped you. Um, he has downloaded um, strategies. He has like pour into you words and experiences that will say, you know, some people have gone to hell. Some people have gone straight to, to heaven. They have walked with Jesus. And now you were taken to the lobby that this place where you were having an encounter with the almighty, with the, yes. with the one that created you. And I remember when we were having a conversation that you even told Jesus, you know what, you know what, this hurts too much. 
I'm okay. Yeah. I can go. I take can me. go. Yeah. Take me. Just, you know, just pleading like a mom. Just make my kids small so I can just, you know, hug oh. them. Just, you know, have them and remember them, you know, a little bit longer. And he let you have your little pretty moment. Yeah, yeah, your my little moment. moment. And then he was like, okay, are you done? Uh, like, are you done? Are you done yet? Yeah. And that's what he said. He's like, yeah. okay, our, our daughter, my my little girl, my royal priest said, are, are you done? Because I'm not done with you. Yeah. So it was just like, wow. You know, he, I, I, I could hear heaven. Yeah. I could hear. And I would tell him, can we go over there? Like, can we go over there? Because again, I was like a child. When he has, when he says, have faith like a child, you know, and he would tell me, no, it's not your time. He wouldn't say, no, it's not your time. It's not your time. And I can hear them saying, holy, holy, holy. And I'm like, but I want to go over there. There's only two places we go. And yeah. if this message does hear, you know, people hear this message, it's not about religion. It is about your life and your soul. That's eternal. We are here and, you know, very, like the, the Bible says that we're here. Scripture says um, that, that we, we, he loves us because we shrivel up like a, like a, a weed and we die. Like, we're here such little time. And I saw hell. I smelled the sulfur and the brimstone when he showed me that life that heard that same song, that chanting, that seductive sound, torture of the soul happened immediately. Yeah. And I sensed it and I felt it and I sobbed in the lobby and I said, I don't want anyone that I love yes. to ever go through this. And even people that I don't know, no one deserves to go to hell. Exactly. You know, it could be the person, the biggest sinner of life and people might not agree, but no one deserves hell. And we don't realize God doesn't send us there. We send ourselves there mm -hmm. with each thing that separates us from the Lord. And the fact that salvation is free is what yes. he told me. Salvation not everyone is a son or a daughter. We're all his creation. And yes. not everyone is a son or a daughter. If we tell them about his son, how he said, the one only time when he said his name, and he said, Yeshua HaMashiach. And that's so beautiful. Yeah. When he said that, if they accept my son, Yeshua HaMashiach, I will adopt them. As easy as that. So he said, go and tell them. You have an assignment. This is just the beginning. There is a ministry in this. You will be a pastor. And I was like, wow. So I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I, I have a long road to recovery. I know that because there's still things that the physical body has exactly. to endure. Um, I'm basically, it rebooted, you know. So I'm basically waiting for it to, to come all the way to, like, saying 100%. I'm not there yet. I have a mission. You know, I use technology because this thing here has given me the ability to call nieces, nephews, cousins, people that I haven't spoken to since elementary school. And I've shared the word with them. I haven't shared the whole thing. I have just told them, Jesus loves you. He died for you. Yes. I had an encounter with the Lord. And I'm telling you, if you want to get to know him, this is my church because I'm not a pastor yet. Mm -hmm. This is my church. I'd love to invite you. And I'd love for us to have a relationship. Several of them said yes. They said, Ruthie, we heard God 
I had atheist, atheist friends who reached out to me saying, I heard God through your testimony, through your, through your video. He's like, I didn't even know that, that you were that bad. I didn't know you were an ICU. Why didn't you tell anybody you were an ICU? And just the abundance of love that I have felt. One of my friends who's Muslim, she wrote to me and she's like, Ruthie, you have a heart of gold and you love your Jesus. And in his name, inshallah, you will be saved. And just like that, what? <laughs> You're, everyone's coming together to pray. Like, this is God. This is God. He, that is Abba, Yahweh, Elohim, Adonai, whatever name you want to give him, Allah. Mm-hmm. Everyone came together. My friends from India sending me, you know, Yogi Bhajan and Kundalini, and the other ones sending me Shiva. But they were praying, Ruthie, you love Jesus, and we're praying for you. We're praying for you. And and I was like, wow, I didn't even know I knew that many people. I had a lady from Brazil who sent a recording to me that I've never met before from a church from Brazil with her beautiful recording that they were interceding for me. Wow. And it's just so, that is the love of Christ. That is the love of Christ. That, there's no other explanation of it. And to each person that has reached out or that reached out, I made sure I sent something back, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone's like, you need to rest. You need to do this. And I'm like, I know, I know, but I also need to deposit a seed here mm-hmm. because whether they receive it or not, that's up to them. Salvation is free, but I'm doing my part. Yes. And I did reach out to certain people who rejected the call, who rejected me for, you know, issues that some were, were family, but I learned not to be hurt by it, by it. You know, Abba said, it's not their time and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So he's already given me that toughness that not everyone will say yes. Not everyone will, will hear, hear the call, but that's okay. They'll have a moment. So I'm excited. I'm praising him every day at 223, even with, you know, my, my son kicked me out of the room because we were isolating. And <laughs> he's like, mother, mom, thank you, Jesus. But you're freaking my aunt out. Like she's freaking out because you're speaking in the spirit and she doesn't understand that. And it's two in the morning. Can you please just stop? And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. So I set my alarm to wake me up before Holy Spirit wakes me up so I can just go and intercede. And then I go to sleep. But I've stayed connected. Yes. You know, it's a beautiful connection. I have a bigger connection with you and just, just certain people. It's just like, you know, he kind of picked us up together. Yes. I can't wait. Yes. I can't. I can't wait. And. I knew that I had to get you on because you do have a message. You do have something that God has revealed to you, especially like your journey, like speaks to everyone, Ruthie, like as a mom, as a daughter, Mm -hmm. right? Your, your doctors that were not Christian, right? Your, your boss that was now exactly. And now they are now. And your boss that is, wasn't Christian speaking life into you saying like, wait, like you're having plans of death. Like literally because you're telling him I need to do this, 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 and that, you know, my kids, I want them to be taken care of in your humanity as a mom, mm-hmm. 
making being proactive if you want to say it like that um making sure that the kids were taken care of but in a way it was like a plan of of death at that moment and your mm-hmm. boss coming to you and say wait you're the one that speaks faith you're the one that comes yeah. happy you're the one that that is always praying for us i'm not willing to accept this and i'm not going oh, to yeah. talk to you because this is not who you are this is not who you mm-hmm. have taught me that you are like pulling your faith out when you are looking at yourself in the facetime and you're looking at yourself completely yellow no, having bright lights and understanding what is happening to your physical body and then mm-hmm. just passing out Mm-hmm. And someone waking you up and telling you you're speaking spirit, complete stranger, if you want to say, grabbing your hand and telling you, I'm a believer, I'm coming in a, in agreement with you. People that um, know this, it is, it is something that comes like from within your body. From your stomach. Like, yes, yes, it was. You know, it, it, was, it, it uh, like if, the, if you could see like with an ultraviolet light, yes. I think it was like a light coming out. Yes. Because there was a point when I went into my lungs, I could see my lungs and I spoke to the China virus, I call it that, because I was one of those people that were like, that's fake. I don't want to wear my mask, even though I wore my mask, you know, but I was like fake news. That is me. I'm very transparent. You know, I always tell everybody, I don't care who you vote for. I still love you, but I have my beliefs and okay. Um, But I was one of those people. And I went into my lungs and I spoke to coronavirus and I said, listen, you China virus, I am made in El Salvador. I'm not made in China, but I got mad at it. And I told it, if you cannot reprogram me, I speak English, Spanish, Italian, tongues and sarcasm. I don't speak Chinese. Get out of my body. You're illegal here. You have an eviction notice. Get out. Like I did say that. And I said some other words that then I told Abba. Do I need to repent for that? <laughs> and he said, because he, he, he has a sense of humor, he said, you can later. But remember, my son flipped tables when they, when they were selling things at my house. Yeah. We didn't write everything in there. But he was upset and he let them know how upset he yes. was. Yeah. So it was one of those, you know, because I was angry that this was happening to me. And, and clinically and, and, and physically, I knew what was happening to me. Yes. But I never spoke, besides that point where I was planning my funeral, I never spoke that neither to my kids, to my friends, or to anyone. And I remember that I had a call with um, Jamie and Erica where Jamie didn't pick up the phone. These are my friends, um, very close friends from church, my sisters in Christ, um, my pepinos, um, and Erica did pick up the phone because it was her birthday and I wanted to wish her a happy birthday. Mind you all, this is happening. And, and it was one of those things where I can't remember if her, her birthday was on the 16th or on, or on the 14th, but we spoke right before her birthday where she saw and she's like, Jamie, she looks bad. Like she looks really bad. Wow. And they didn't know the circumstance. Like it was real. That's when reality hit. Wait a minute. She's not well. Yeah, You know, I think it was before her birthday because her birthday, I think, is on the 16th and he woke me up on the 14th. And then three days later, or I don't know what days there, because <laughs> I was on 24 intervals, but 
on Sunday, I was able to come home. Um, and, and it's just that, you know, I would always play, um, play praise music. I always had, I have my, um, on Spotify, I have my ABBA, um, playlist, which is what I played over and over with Maverick City and all these other, uh, you know, Rita, of course, and just all these other ones that take you to the presence of the Lord. I'm an intercessor by heart. So, you know, I know how to, how to get there. I never interceded for myself. I, I wasn't praying for myself. You know, I never had fear, which is another thing. I knew that if I had to leave, that was God's will. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't have that fear. I only had that moment of sadness when that first attack occurred that it really brought me down. And, and you know, I used to suffer from anxiety and depression before and just tapping into that taste. Yes. Didn't want it. I was like, no, like, why am I feeling like this? And that's when I went to the lobby the first time. So you know, and, and he called it the lobby because I couldn't be in the presence. He's like, no, you're not going to want to come back exactly. and it's not your time. And, exactly. and just being there with him, you know, being held at his chest, seeing the things that I saw. I love him. Yes, Ruthie. Yes. I love him. I, you know, I love Jesus. I love yes. Holy Spirit. You know, we have, we have the three in one. And people don't understand that, but I always say it's like an egg. It has a shell, it has a yolk, and it has, you know, the other part. <laughs> and <laughs> the other part, yeah. So, but it's it's like that. Yes. You can't separate them unless you break them and see all three, but it's like that. It is just like that. I am yeah. so in love. It's, it's a love that, it's an agape love. It's an overall love. Yeah. And I will praise him until he calls me home. I think you have said it all. You have said it all. From having you on last week and just seeing the process, for you taking us through your life from beginning till now, I cannot wait to see what God has prepared for you. Know that He has great plans, and and yes, sometimes we need to get rerouted. Sometimes we have to go through experiences. So we are able to speak to other people that have gone through those experiences and be relatable to those people. Right. And in in those experiences, also we learn and he speaks to us and, and he is mighty and he is powerful and he is all good and he is all love. And you have experienced that. And not only you have kept it to yourself, but you have shared with the people in the hospital that you made sure that you went to battle, even for the people that were coming through the ambulances, that you understood your assignment at that moment. I feel like, like he had to make sure that you knew your essence, right? Like that you knew your core, that you were built for this. He was very specific. He said, I made you for battle and war. What you have lived since childhood was just what was propelling you for a moment like this. So I don't look at my life as a tragedy or a victim or why did it happen to me anymore. I see it as that was my boot camp. Yeah. And now I'm a Navy SEAL, but in the Lord's army, Yes, you know, and I'm prepared. And I'm not scared. And I tell my kids that now we could die in a car accident. We're going to be in heaven. Like, don't even worry about it. Don't be scared of death. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've told a lot of my Christian friends, you know, because there's a difference. Salvation, 
yes, we once we receive Jesus Christ, we have salvation. We belong to Abba, you yeah. know, through Jesus. Yeah. Do we have to take care of salvation? Yes, we do. You got to repent every day. That's what the Bible says. You got to renew our hearts and our minds on a daily basis because we're yeah. sinners. Yeah. Surprise, we are sinners. You know, we sin every day. We, If you drive in Miami, believe me, you got to repent a couple times because yeah. we have horrible drivers. And our mouth is quicker than our thoughts sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. we have to repent. If you are in that hamster wheel, there's people who, you know, and this is something he spoke to me about. If you take medication when you're older for hypertension or for diabetes or for heart problems, or, well, that is hypertension, but, you know, any other problem, and you're okay with that, and you don't say, oh, the Lord is going to restore me. But then you have an issue with a person that maybe their soul ties or their, their, their you know, their generational curses are so strong that yes. they need a medication to help them with that. But you're criticizing them, telling them that they don't have enough faith. You can't do that to someone because some people might be restored immediately when they release everything, but others are not. Yes. Um, so I had kind of that message for certain people that I knew were struggling and were backsliding. This person's not going to make it to heaven or this is going to happen to this one or this one. Yes. You know, why aren't my prayers being heard? And I said to this person, why don't you just go get a medical evaluation? Get a complete physical. Because maybe there's something there that has never been spoken about. You know, there are things in our childhood that occur to us before we can form a memory yes. that affect us. Yes. And we don't know why they're there. It could have been even in, in utero. Yeah. I know people who in utero, their parents didn't want to have them. And they're born and they have, you know, this horrible detachment disorder. They have this, it's just so much where they feel un worthy and yeah. unwanted, unwanted and they don't know where it comes from so it's great in a sense because the moment I talk to someone it's like I already know what I have to tell them yeah. and that's Holy Spirit it isn't that me is you know I just deposit like two or three words and I say what does this mean to you and then I wait yeah and then they just this is what's Rubble. going on <laughs> and yes and and it's been like that non-stop since I've been home you know, because pe people have come to my door knowing I was sick and they didn't care. They're like, we needed to see you. We needed to see that you were really home. And I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> Coworkers that I told them, you know, this is not my miracle. This belongs to everyone that yes. prayed for me. Amen. It belongs to everyone that believed in the impossible because we serve the God of the impossible. Yes. And come meet him. I've invited yes. everyone to church. You know, I think I have to let the pastor know that, you know, we, we need a bigger boat. <laughs> we need a bigger boat, pastor, um, because people are hungry. They are. Um, it's time, you yes. know, and just like the Lord said, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Yes. Um, not everyone will accept the message, but those that do, we need to be prepared. Exactly. To welcome them home and then to teach them how to pray. Because there's a lot of people that don't know how to pray. There's a lot of people that just go to church on Sunday just to go to church on yes. Sunday, you that's know, true. and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. However, there's, you know, just like a boot camp, just like a military base, you have your different ranks. And then once the person passes a different rank and they're no longer a baby Christian, then you start depositing things in them. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, you don't know how to pray. Okay, look, let's let's teach you how to pray. Or let me hear you pray. You know, because a lot of people are afraid to pray out loud. Yes. Why? It's our weapon. That is how we sharpen our sword, you know, with reading scripture. And that's how we learn how to pray. I mean, I didn't pray for three years. I didn't speak to the Lord for three years. He would speak to me, but I did not speak to him. I didn't want to speak to him. And he took away my dreams. So he said, okay, you don't want to speak to me? Goodbye, dreams. You're not going to dream. You're going to just blackness and that's it. When I came back home, it was like, okay, remember that? And he just flipped the switch. It's like the fruit of the spirit in Galatians, you know, ask him for the fruit. Ask him for what you want. Some people have a lot of the gifts, but because they want them. And then if there's a verse that also says, ask the father and I shall in the name of the son and I shall give it to you. Yes. So who that asks for a child that asks for a fish, their parent gives them a snake, mm-hmm. you know? So we, we as Christians need to see that we have yeah. the instruction book from yes. the creator of the universe. Yes. And we need to learn how to access it. We access the internet for dumb stuff. Open the Bible. Access your tools, how to pray, how, you know, how to break free and live in freedom. You'll have salvation. You're not going to lose your salvation. You you know what you need to do to keep that salvation, but live in freedom, you know, and it's a beautiful thing to live in freedom. Don't worry about the car and don't try to keep up with the Joneses. It's like, no, that's not why you're here. There's a reason why you're here Um, and find out. You know, some kids, it could be exhortation. There's a child, there's a young man that I'm talking to. I call him child because anything that anyone that's in the age range of my children, I'm like, you're my baby. So I've become a mother to, you know, I always wanted five kids. Now I have 25 kids. Yeah. Um, But there's one specific one that I've, you know, I've spoken to him these past days because he's friends with my son. And I'm like, you have the gift of exhortation. Like you're talented. That's why you'd never fit in, you know, but there's things you need to do. Or I've spoken to another girl whom she has the intercessor gift to her. Pray out loud a little more. Do this a little more. And she's like, oh my gosh, Ruthie, how did you know? And and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, lucky guess, I guess. And I'm like, no, because the spirit is telling me to tell you this. Exactly. And, and I said certain things to her and she's like, I just prayed that right now before I called you. How did you know that? And I'm like, because we had an appointment. Yes. So, you know, and again, I've told them I'm not anything special. It's just that you called me and I'm telling you this word, you know what to do with it. Exactly. So, um, again, I, I love him. I'm grateful to him. I don't want any accolades or anything. I'm just like the song says, I'm a nobody trying to tell everybody about that somebody who who saved my soul. I won't shut up about it because I can't. That's right. I can't. That's right. I, and I am with you. Again, I'm excited to see what God is up, It's about to do in your life. Um, I'm excited to see how he has aligned our lives. I'm excited to see your life being unraveled and your testimony just being as powerful as it is. Um, for for women to know that yes we have maybe gone through stuff but there's a redeemer there's someone that loves us there's someone that died on the cross 
2,000 years ago, that he was all perfect, all holy, and he decided to come as a form of a man just to yes. die for us and to take us back home where we oh, belong. Yeah. So I want to say thank you, Ruthie. You thank are you the best. Me. You are the best. I love you. Um, it will you. not be the last time because I know I'm going to have you again. Like I said, there is something in the spirit. There is something happening. I know there is a sound of revival. And I know that your voice is one of the voices that is going to resound in this revival time. Um, and I know oh, glory that, to God. Yes, and I know that God is going to use you to speak to others, not only women, but but I know that God has placed a special um, place, I guess, in your heart for for women. And yes, and thank you for being obedient, obedient to your journey. Thank you for being obedient to what He has um, said to you. Thank you for being obedient on releasing the words that he has given you to. Um, thank you for being obedient, for listening to the Holy Spirit, right? And not just put him aside and just, you know, say no. And like you said, you know, he has given you a word, a specific word, and we just need to wait and has time until it is mm -hmm. done. And um, again, yes. thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. you. And definitely I'm going to put... Um, a video next where you were released um, from the hospital with your babies. Thank you, Ruthie. Thank you, love. Bye. <laughs>